gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Sonoma Sun FM presents live from Sonoma, California, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. Tim Livingston. Hey, big time, Timmy Jim. What's up? Pete Livingston. My name? Uh, uh, Pete. And Sam Livingston. Uh, I hate rabbits. Taking you into Mondays the only way they know how. With love. I love you, Kick Puncher! Los Livingston Brothers on Sonoma Sun FM, KSVY 91.3, Sonoma. Yeah! Welcome. Welcome. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. We hope that you listen to a lot of R. Kelly. A lot of R. Kelly. And if R. Kelly was not available, D'Angelo or Drew Hill. Or even Joe. Joe Joe works as well. Any African-American <laughs> R&B artist. That likes to take his shirt off and sing over a slow beat. Preferably less than 80 beats per minute. And they have to be fr- circa like 1993. Yeah, like anything after 2001, we don't want to hear about it. We don't care. How's my... Does my, my you uh, sound perfect. I sound you do. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're perfect. Okay. Um, welcome. My name is Tim. I am one of the Los Livingston brothers. Uh, sitting to my left, a dapper young human being, uh, almost exactly 18 months my junior. His name is Peter Livingston. Good to be here. Welcome, Pete. Uh, hiatus of one week. Yes. We like to, to welcome you back into the studio yeah. properly. Yeah, I take one week off a year. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we work hard. Have you seen that stupid Cadillac commercial where no. it's like the guy... <laughs> Walking around like, that's why you only take two weeks off in August. What? what, what? You haven't seen that? No. Where he's like walking through his like no. multi-million dollar mansion of a home. No. And is talking about what separates America from the rest of the world. And then he ends it. He's talking about, oh, you know, in like Switzerland, they take three months off. Or not three months. They take like three or four weeks off in August. And then he goes through all the spiel about what's the whole point of working hard and getting all these things and yada, yada, yada. And... This isn't the Bob Dylan commercial, right? No. God, no. This is Cadillac, Cadillac commercial. Speaking of Cadillac, the Cadillac of beards has shown up. Cadillac grill. Cadillac grills. Yeah, you can sit there. You can sit there. You can sit wherever you'd like to. Uh, joining us in studio, our very special guest, Harrison Young. Harrison, welcome. He was in the green room waiting. He was in the green room. We wanted to make sure the timing was correct for him to be here today. Could Couldn't you? have been any better. Couldn't have yeah. been. In my opinion. Right. No. I don't um, think so. So... But it's a great, and by great, I mean it's dumb. Doesn't resonate with me on any level. Yeah, Basically, right. it's saying like, "Hey, America, yeah, <laughs> take three weeks off, yeah, right, or two weeks right. off an entire year, talk, talk to and, and work, work to your bones." Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's ninety nine percent of America right now. Yeah, tell me, tell me the part about how all those factory workers in Michigan are working right, <laughs> right? now. Right, he's like, "Hey, where's my cat? Hey, I, I work at the Cadillac." Right? plan and i don't even right, own a cadillac right. i can't shut pu- up dude that was actually one of the things that um people talked about like back when fords w- were being made yeah like uh ford wanted to be able to make a car that the person putting together the car could afford like i think that was one of his aims that totally went out the window very quickly in american car making right like 10 years later it's like well wait a minute, we can make more money if we do this yeah so um well, yeah harrison welcome pete welcome uh, myself, welcome. You listening, welcome. This is a beautiful February evening. Um, it was warm today. Yeah, very warm. Um, I was actually in, very surprised at how warm it was because yesterday it was crappy. 
And then it started to rain last night. Yes. Um, I was downtown. True story. Uh, the band Trainwreck Junction, which is a, uh, a country cover band uh, led by Nick Cardum of uh, Snow Valley High School fame, uh, was playing over at the Plaza Bistro on, on Saturday night. And I'd never been there before. And they open it up, and you could get like 100 people back there with a live band playing, and they have a back bar, and people are just listening to country music and dancing. Of course, like the first thing that came to mind is like, could we hold like a, a monthly or a bi-monthly back there? And instead of where the band was, you could just have... Isn't that funny when you go hilarious? to places, you're like... Ooh, I wonder. <laughs> I bet I can fit 10 setups in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? That, I maybe, about that. maybe six good ones. Um, like when I was at the Boys and Girls Club, I saw the gym, and I was like, yeah, we can get yeah. like a 50, small major 50 in setups, right? <laughs> 50? We could do a small we could, major we could, we could do a We could do a projector on both sides. You know? Yeah. So. Actually could. Spe- speaking of which, uh, Harrison, uh, the world rankings were, were released for the first time this week. For, by Capcom, or was it by Eva? Which one was it? It was by me. By SRK. By SRK. Uh, for the best fighting game player in the world. And uh, What's the top 100? No, like top 500. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's a I lot could of people. Be on that yeah, list. no, we were talking about that. Like, I, like that's why I made the joke about broadcaster points. Because, like, like, I want points for, for broadcasting I would have made Wyoming that. Dojo. I would have made that. I list. could have been like 482. In in 2008 and 2009, I would have been on that. All list. right. So this is the total tangent. So uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated always came out every year with what's called the PWI 500. Okay. And what ended up happening is like the first 150 to 200 wrestlers were all legitimate. They all found them in the United States or in Japan or Mexico. And then like the other 300 were people who submitted their names to be put on the list. <laughs> So you get these random people who get like who put in give themselves a picture and they're like four twenty, but they're on there, right? They're they're saying I'm in the PWI five hundred. But it's just like a lot of that list is really great because once you get to two fifty, like everyone's got like ten points. It's really funny. Yeah, it's like it's so Harrison was ranked like one fifty, where were you? Nice, something like that. Yeah. For like for stuff I did like two years ago. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh Hudaman I think was like in the in the sixties or something like I that. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So and then uh, I guess the biggest the uh, North Bay player was who was, it was Ricky? Some, Ricky, right? Yeah. And he was in like top ten, right? I think he, no, no. I think he's like eleven or something. Okay. Right. Eleven, so, twelve, wow. thirteen. That's um, really good. But, but the yeah. re- the reason I bring that up is because Harrison has said that he's going to try what? and get Wyme Dojo oh, to yeah, become Evo, Evo points. I think it'd be so cool. And I yeah. think it would be. Um, it would bring more people. I don't right? think it would bring like ungodly amounts of people. Right. But I think you'll get a you'll get a really nice turnout. And and the thing I, I think we can get like 30, 40 people right. for AE. Oh, like no. we said, we I had, would, you would think more. Yeah. Well, it depends on how one people want to travel, right? Like we had some people from the South Bay for yeah. nine who came up, and that's like an hour and a half, two hour drive. But yeah. we'd have to start earlier. We'd have to start like at seven if we really wanted to make sure that. No, I don't think so. Really, we you just think have eight to start o'clock time? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So if you can't run a, a tournament in four hours, then you're doing something wrong. Right. Even with a big bracket, but we we have to have the setups too. That's the other thing we we have to make the room for the. setups. If we have four we're... setups, you're you're fine. Yeah. yeah, you should be fine. And if you're only doing, if you have like forty. Right. 50 people it's like you should i agree with harrison you should be able right. to do a four-hour tournament right with like 40 people and we got i think we ran a full 50 plus starbase arcade bracket right. for the lost in space with two setups yeah yeah and we did it in 
It was in the evening. Who was I think we did it? it. I think we did it in four hours. Yeah, because they had to close early. Who was yeah. the, who was the to... TO for it? Who was who was organizing? It was a bunch that? of people. Well, it was my tournament. Well, it was your tournament, but you were doing commentary and all this stuff. But who was actually running the bracket? A bunch of people. Uh, it was like Frankie, Jay, and Hanzo. Right. I think. Yeah. Or all running the brackets. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know Frankie and Hanzo were running it for um, the Final Frontier. So and they did that was a pretty good job too, considering all the games that were that were. And played. then Jay did too. And then Jay did too. So we're gonna lose Jay because there was too many people. Yeah. Like Frankie couldn't possibly walk through the arcade to <laughs> right. yell at people. He to was play. standing on top of San Francisco Rush, like yelling at people. Yeah. Frankie is like not a very large human being, and it's kind of hard for him to see through a crowd. So, but I think that would be totally cool. I mean, we've been the Wyme Dojo's been going around for a year now, and I think it's slowly picking up steam right i think it's to the point where like you know we had a couple good tournaments and now people are realizing okay well this is happening a lot and people are going and it's finally to the point where people know it's going to happen and people want to go now right i guess yeah and and it's probably it's the biggest thing in the north bay right now there's there's the biggest thing in like north (laughs) yeah like right now like i mean there's some stuff down in the peninsula in south bay but yeah there's alpha clash and then but like really yeah on a regular basis yeah right so every four to six weeks that's a pretty good run and and yeah i'm I'm excited we have one uh the monday after next the 24th yep why may 10 no next monday yeah next monday yeah yeah so, um, too bad it wasn't this Monday. Cause oh, I, yeah, the holiday. Because I have Monday off. Yeah. I yeah. think they wanted to do it that Monday because of SCR that week. Oh, yeah, SCR is. Um, oh, that weekend. Yeah. So it's like a, a good warm up. Yeah. Up to. Exactly. I right. get that. Like they did that for uh, NCR last year. <clears throat> PlayStation 3s. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. I actually could provide a setup. Get out of here. Um, but yeah. What? I own a PS3. I know. But you play on Xbox. Sponsored by... Yeah, but it was worth it, because yeah. now I get to play all the PlayStation games. So. I love the PlayStation games. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of the downtime for games right now. They're really... not. There's not too much big... Like, this is... Because Christmas has happened, like, I think you're kind of waiting until April, May to, to, to have some big releases. I guess... The, what's the... Yeah, but there's been announcements. Sure, announcements. Like... Uh, the X game uh, had gameplay footage released, like true gameplay, the in-game fight, which is a lot like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, but looks sweet with the mechs uh, and the, all that. The X game? Uh, yeah, the you know the Xenoblade Chronicles oh, game, the I sequel. Thought you meant, I thought you meant like the X No, games. no, no, forget that. Like, um, no. So that looked cool. But yeah, there's... um. Oh yeah, and then they've been announcing Smash characters left and right. <gasps> Glass Joe, baby! No, not Glass Joe. It was... Uh... Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, the main character. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Why did I say Glass Joe? Glass Joe is the first person to yeah. fight. But that looks awesome. They have a boxer, finally. That's the <laughs> most... I I was not excited one Iota about any of the characters in there. That actually made me want to play that, that, that game. That hyped me up, for sure. That was... Mega Man was cool. <laughs> I guess. I, but, but he's been in so many other games, it's just like, eh. But like this, like, seeing... seeing uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm... Why I'm Blanking on yeah oh little Mac little Mac little Mac yeah yeah that's, that's I thought that was so cool it made so much sense yeah that's pretty I incredible like that. I like um, that that makes me want to just seeing him I was like that makes me want to play this game yeah I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that would I mean we all have our like our, no. our uh, but that's that's pretty pretty badass right there yeah that was awesome so, and uh, then they announced a sequel to Demon Souls right. I remember hearing about that. Okay. Which will be awesome. That prompted me to play through 
Dark Souls? Demon Souls. Oh, okay. And so I'm pretty much almost at the end. And I like it. I, I like that game. I'm playing through Link, Link to the Past right now. I'm in the Dark World. I haven't really touched it in the last week. I've been busy doing other stuff. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I've I, I kind of put games on the back burner for right now. I've also been slowly... I'm actually trying to sell off my old um, PlayStation collection of games. Yeah, like the Final Fantasy stuff? Yeah, because as soon as you were like, hey, yeah, man, check out my... Uh, my PlayStation account, and I was like, "Oh, these are right. digitally all these games." <laughs> why do you, Why do you think I made sure that you kept the games, Pete? <laughs> it's true. I mean, no, it's just like with the DVDs. It's like why right. have them? And I did, and like no I've point. I've pared mine down. Like my DVD collection is way pared down than when yeah. it was like a year and a half ago. And I've even done that with my Blu-rays to an extent. Like I was, I've been giving back Blu-rays I don't watch good. anymore. It's good too. Yeah. I mean. Just the fact that I had an entire drawer dedicated to like yeah, old right. PlayStation and PlayStation Two like games, you're, like the lunar games you have, are going to get money. Well, I'm, I'm Art the Lad probably won't, but I think like the lunar games. I'm actually I'm not selling. I still have those. Okay, because those are so fun. Yeah. I love playing through those I, games. I um, before I was selling them, I went on a kick. I was like, oh, I'm gonna because it's like Final Fantasy uh, Chronicles, right. and Final Fantasy Four Origins. Five. And, and stuff like that. And so I started playing those games, and I was just like, these games suck. I know we had we had played one and two, I think, maybe last year and talked about it on yeah, the Yeah, you and Sam were going through it. I remember that. They were just that, unbearably and it bad. Was really, and I was like, really I, bad. I know people like them because they yeah. want to own the games, but I actually am kind of at this point now where I actually want to be able to have a game that I would actually play right. and enjoy. Like those that doesn't hold up to me. Like our big thing, does it hold up? Mm-hmm. No, no. They're horrible. Like we I think we they're talked so about bad. it. Like leading yeah. up to six, the only one that I think people would say could still hold up today would be four. Yeah. Uh five was a job class game and those generally stink. But four was the one where you're just kinda like, yeah. Um but yeah, once six came out, that's when Six is when the series six, took off. seven, eight Eight is a grinder game, but it's a fun Man, game. If you need six games to take off now, good luck with that. Right? They're yeah. going to cane Well, your they ass, benefited. Like, well, you know what? True statement. At the same time, though, <laughs> true statement. When they were pumping that true stuff out statement. on like the Nintendo, right? There really wasn't. It was pretty innovative at the time. True. But it's so unforgiving and difficult, yeah. and just like st- like stupid difficult. Like you play Dark Souls, you're like, oh, they made this. This game's hard. Granted, the AI isn't like the best and stuff like that, but the game is still right. hard. But it's bearable. Right. It's challenging. Right. Like, really challenging, but in a good way. That game, it's like, oh, you take two steps, random battle. Dead. And you, you, run, take... into nine, you run into nine enemies. Yeah, you're just like, what? Are you so. serious? I just started the game. I just left my village. Why am I yeah. fighting nine guys? And it's interesting. And then you die, and then you have to start over. Like, I'm trying to figure out, and it's going to be weird when... The, the games I want to, to play start coming out because then I'm going to have to justify wanting to buy the systems for one or two games. Mm. Maybe. You know what right? they just released screenshots of that and it looks legit is the new for the PlayStation 4. I think it's the Final Fan, one of the Final Fantasy. The 15. MMO. Oh, the M14. That's 14, yeah. That actually looks pretty damn They've been sick. working really hard to make that a playable game. I thought They've they would. I would have really given hard. up on I didn't even attempt. Was it 11? So they went 11? 11 was online. 14 was online. Or maybe this is 16 they're talking about. 
I don't know. I don't know either. But they have a, they have like an open beta right now mm. on the PlayStation oh, yeah, yeah. Four okay. for what? Final Fantasy the fourteen. Oh. Final Fantasy MMO game. Fifteen it looks, looks sick. Maybe it's fifteen. No, fifteen was the um fifteen was the one that um E three. Okay. The video that looked like legitimately sick. Like oh. it was the real time battles, but they weren't like. They weren't like the uh, the weird ones in twelve. They were like, oh, it's a real time battle, but it's still a Final Fantasy battle. So um, what? Do, are you still a fan of the series? No, I mean, what turned you off about it? What what I, th- what did they do? The storytelling just went asunder, man. It was just like ten was the last game that I think held interest because they had a. It was really linear, right? Um, but two things held my interest. The battle system was fantastic. I love the tag in, tag out battle system. The sphere grid that I went with the, yeah, it that I was incredible. Um, but the but the story was actually good. Titus was a lead character who wasn't exactly whiny, but he had this like quiet determination about him. And when he actually got pissed, it was for a good reason. Uh-huh. And I like that. I mean that that actually was a decent character. Thirteen was just like. I don't know what 13 was. Yeah. I played through it just because it was 13. Um, and I, I put, I like, I made the investment to play it, but it was just like the one thing that was wrong. And we, we, we made fun of it last year when um, Square Enix got all of its employers together, had them play Super Mario RPG and asked them to come back with notes about what made the game so great and why we can't make games like that anymore. Uh-huh. And the guy came back and said, I like the map system and they fired him. It's like, it's like that type of stuff. Like I think people like the substance in those types of games are gone, and that's why I love Xenoblade because the map system. He liked the map. He liked the map layout in Super Mario RPG. That's Weird. what he said, right? But like, um, but that's why I like the Xenoblade game so much. Was that from an actual like gameplay perspective, it was the fighting system was pretty basic. Um, you you could get ahead of it. You could get ahead of the level curve pretty easily but it was still challenging enough deeper in the game that it could it could frustrate you and be challenging but the story was good like Mm -hmm. you know it was a vast story there were good twists and turns um like when you start the game you think there's a big event coming up and do you think that's kind of like the last thing that happens but it only opens the game up further when it happens and like that type of stuff that type of storytelling just isn't in games anymore like that's why you love the last of us like that was I haven't played that yet, but the only thing I heard about that game was that it was an it was an incredible story. Like the story it told was was really really well done. That and it wasn't too long. I feel like when I play most RPGs, like I I can't tell you what happened in any RPG sure. ever played ever. <laughs> right. The only reason I can tell you about Zelda is because every single one is the same. Right. You know. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I like The Last of Us because it's it's slow and you can absorb the story. Stuff. And right. you can't. I feel like you can't really do that mm. in like some other RPGs. Yeah, it's a lot harder, right? And I think, especially when you don't know what's a side mission and what's the uh-huh. main mission, right? And then you realize, wow, I could have just not done that and still mm-hmm. beat the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Xenoblade is that way where you can, if you want to, just go through and beat the game. You can, but if you like take the time to do the side missions, it like. It adds a bunch of time to the game, but it's still it's fun and it's challenging and stuff like that. So if you like story, you should play Fallout, dude. Oh yeah, that's Fallout what New I've Vegas. Heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. The too. story is so good; it's easy to follow. The side missions are hilarious. Right. 
Okay. And it really uh, all the DLC fills in all the gaps, so you're not you're not left like okay. with answers that are not answered. Cool. Okay. Or questions that are not answered. I was like, answers yeah. that are not yeah. answered. Yeah. Questions that's, that are not answered. That's like a double negative of sorts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and, and so the next few months, I like, like so Smash is coming out in a few months. Ultra's yes. coming out in a few months. Um, there's there's the some other characters games. coming out in a few months. Fifth character. I hope so. God, fifth character. I hope I, it... I hope... I'll let you finish, sorry. I was going to say, like... It's still it's still kind of a mystery. No one's really come out with anything like I hope it's just a brawler. Yeah. Just a chick that's like, like Makoto. Abel? What? Like No. Like Dan. No, I it's hate Abel. Abel. I know you I know Abel. you know I hate Abel. Abel's I would just quit the game. We both hate Abel. I, I just hope it's somebody who just does a ton of damage. That's that's what I hope for. I hope somebody makes it like the game he, fun. That's he, what I want. Hugo's going to have a ton of damage, but he's going to be so awkward to play that no one's going to really want to play with him. I think. Uh, nah, he's no more awkward. I just something happens with other grapplers. Like Zangief is amazing. Uh-huh. He's for the most part throughout the history of Street Fighter games. He's like the he's mo- always been close to, to top. He's tier. like the most protected guy in the game. But then they yeah, would add sense. in, they're like, hey, let's add in T-Hawk. And you're like, wow, this guy just blow. Like, he's really, really bad. Right. And then they added Except Hakan. Except Harrison plays him. And it's kind Get of the same thing. T-Hawk. It's like, eh, you know, he's really, really bad. And so you do, you kind of hope that... I just don't want a bad character. You know what I mean? Well, I, I hope it's like a bad character. Like, no, you don't hope it's a bad character. I hope it's like somewhat good. Yeah, I hope you it's want a good it character. middle tier. I just you don't want, want it top tier. I don't want it to be broken because I don't want to wait for another patch. And if you released a broken ca- character two months before Evo, I just, I mean, I'm so tired that. of updates. Yeah, I just want this game to be done. I want them to move on to something else. Yeah. I don't even care if it's yeah, not even a fighting game. game anymore. Do just right. do the game. Do it. Get it out there. Yeah. And then that's how it is. And is people, it, I I just can it be really making them that much money to make this update? They're trying what well, they're trying to keep the fan base happy, but it drives me crazy. It's like if you if anybody has ever been on like a Blizzard forum, oh god. When they just complain, they're like, "Oh, OP, OP. This guy's OP, OP, OP. Horrible. Yeah. Nerf, 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 nerf." And then finally they're like, "Jesus Christ. Okay." There you go. We'll take it away. And then that guy's garbage. And then, of course, it throws everything out of balance. And it's just like, you know what? Just make it. Commit to it. There's going to be some mistakes. People will just play around it. Some things, this is true with anything. Some things are going to be very strong at the beginning of of a game. But then people figure out ways to figure it out. And then the game kind of People figure out Cammy after a while. I mean, that happens. Kami's still really hard. Kami's still really hard. But yeah. But it's just I kinda agree. You just gotta get out there. Yeah. Some people are gonna like it. Some people are gonna hate it. That's just how it is. Right. You know? It's kinda like uh I'm still playing Hearthstone, though not as much because mm-hmm. I went back and started playing Magic a little bit and I was like, Yeah, this is just loads better. I right. think I even talked. Yeah, two weeks ago you did. Yeah. yeah. Um 
It's like, you know, when, 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 when Magic came out, the first set of cards, because they had nothing else to base it off of, right. super powerful, like so insanely powerful. powerful. Like the broken po- cards. Yeah. To the point where they had to ban like 10% of the set once exactly. tournaments start. So Hearthstone comes out. They make these cards. It's all digital. Everything's digital. And they're dorking with it like when you played World of Warcraft and they were just like, eh, every, every like, three months. Yeah. It's like, okay, here we go. We're going to just, I don't know. No. It's like, what they go to like a random like character balancing generator and be like, all right, so Warlocks, you can't do this. And these guys can do this now. This person gets like an instant kill. It's just like, what the hell happened? Like, what do you guys do? Yeah. And so they're doing this with a card game. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's like, no, just come out with a set of cards. Just a good set of cards. Some cards are going to be better than others. Right. And then focus on the next set of cards. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what Magic figured out is the yeah. block system really helped them. When they decided to move to blocks, that's what really helped them yeah, it, create had, a competitive yeah. balance. They did alpha. They did beta unlimited. And then they did like um, revised. And they did some other and things. And then they did the expansions. Then they did fourth edition. They, yeah, they did like the dark. Then they did a couple more. Yeah, and fifth stuff and, like yeah. that. So they did it. So they did early on. It wasn't really too much related to the core sets. But they decided at one point to make the block format work for them, and it and it has. It's been a great thing. It was around, and there was a really cool timeline about that. They did it, I don't know, probably around like 99 or 2000 was when we were like, hey, let's make a whole block dedicated yeah. to um, a story type of deal. I think that was either, in, was it Onslaught or Invasion? I think it was Invasion was the first one. Yeah. But it is. It's like, you know what? You do it. And and try and do it your best, and then, you know, there you go. Right. Bottom line, I'm glad. Too long didn't read. We wanted we wanted balance. Balance yes. is good. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I am happy that Marvel when Marvel three came out, right? People made such a big hoopla in like the first few months. Even though he was a very good character, was Sentinel. Everybody was right. like, oh, Sentinel. No, no, no. They nerfed X-Factor him. Sentinel was ridiculous, and then, right? And then after that, everybody was like, Phoenix, you got to nerf Phoenix. And Dr. Doom, there's too much damage and there's too much health. And, da, da. and to their credit, they didn't do another patch. No, they didn't. There hasn't been, since Ultimate, there hasn't been a patch. I think they would if they could, to be honest. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I don't know. I think they would do that in a heartbeat. I don't think so. I but think so. I don't know, because I think mm, the tiers have changed. There's been there's been a couple of like Doom is just like Doom has always been. Doom is a you know is is a bookend, but like people are getting around that. People are figuring out ways. There are new teams, new you know strategies being devised to an extent. You know, in that case, I feel like the game it's not, it's not the characters that are broken; it's the game that's broken. Right. So they would have to fix the game, not characters. TACs, baby. Yeah. Those are dumb. TACs. Yeah, I thought T- TACs were weird. But the whole X Factor thing was weird. I still think yeah, Ultimate. Yeah, but I get glitch- it. I so get X Factor. X Factor. Yeah. Like if you tech a grab and the other person has X Factor, they can mash grab and you can't tech it. Yeah, because you're still in recovery. Yeah. That's weird. Because their grab is faster than your grab because yeah. they're X Factor. It's just, it's stupid. Um. Yeah, there are. Th- I mean, there are things that I can do without, and we've talked about it a bunch on the show. And... You you heard that about the Evo lineup when it got released on last Sunday, right? Yes. So, yeah. I mean, no real big no. surprises. Blast Blue coming back. 
Yeah. But it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be cool. Um, Dude, pitchers and catchers. Yep. Pitchers and freaking catchers! That's why I wore this. I know. That's why I wore my I should. I should have worn my sweater. My bad. I didn't know. But um, pitchers and freaking catchers, man. Yeah. Game start next week. Really cool. There's A's and Giants play first game of spring training next Wednesday. That's so, going to be the World Series this it's year. It's going to be World Series this year. It's so crazy. We're going to do our big preview show. We'll get Ramin in here, and we'll have a big old preview show and all that good stuff at some point down the line. But You know what that means, right? Right. What? Do I have to say it? Please. There's going to be another earthquake. There's going to be another. <laughs> mm, that will be the big one everybody talks about. <laughs> that, yeah, that will engulf the Bay Area whole, and everyone will die. So, few things that I've been hearing on the radio, people are talking about. Uh, who's the starting pitcher going to be? There's a big debate between Matt Kane. Oh, the opening day starter between Kane and Bumgarner. And Bumgarner. Um, and does it really matter? No. Just give it to Bum. In my opinion, Bumgarner. Bumgarner is a. Top, I feel like he deserves it. Bumgarner is a top ten pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah. Well, other, nobody's a top ten pitcher. Other in thing. Baseball right now. And well, the, I don't think people <laughs> with are last year in mind even really Same talking comparison. about it within the organization, but it's kind of like the white elephant in the room, and we've talked about it on the show. But it's Pablo Sandoval contract year, right? Yeah. Coming in at like two hundred and twenty pounds, like svelte, with look, looking great abs. He's got abs now, and it's just it's really weird. Here's um, so, I, I have to bring it so up again. Weird. Because it's so painfully obvious. You look at the last five years of his career. You look at what he's done and the fluctuation with his weight and the problems and the struggles. And the let me just say this. Paulo Sandoval is entering an even-numbered year. Interesting. When he uh, enters an even-numbered year, he kills it an even-numbered year. So, so the Giants obviously know what they're getting. I could easily... As an organization, you're looking at Pablo Sandoval. You can you see what he can do, and more than likely, he will be able to help out your organization. That is a fact. But you, or maybe you can. Can you just ignore the fact that you know that at the end of this year, you know he's in the game like forty pounds. Well, no, no. See, this is not like going forward. This is not like a new and improved panda. This is panda. That's like, man, contract year. I want to get money, and it's obvious. Well, two things, and I've, and I brought this up before. His his he has his agent, but also assisting him and his brother. His brother. No, I know, but well, besides that, what you're an organization, right? This guy's going to go hit. You know, if if he is healthy. Outside of his rest days, when he gets rest days, mm-hmm. you know he's going to get you like a hundred and I don't know, they'll probably give him like fifteen days off if he's healthy, right? Fifteen yeah, but, days off, so but or fifteen games, and so he'll he'll get you like a hundred and uh, put him down for one hundred and fifty games. Yeah, with no assuming he doesn't go on the DL. Yeah, we're just saying it's like best case scenario year for him. One hundred and fifty, hundred doesn't get games. injured, and he gets you like. 25, 30 home runs. You know, p- both sides I, of the plate. I would say 20 homers, 40 doubles. Well, I'm just saying, best case scenario. Five Get you triples, 25, 30 Because he ain't runs. fat no more. One inside the park. You can't ignore the past five years. You can't, but you need. To, there's two things, and I brought this up because Harrison and I talked about this. Harrison's point, 
and I think he was right about this, is this kind of turns into a Hunter Pence situation where they might wait and then, you know, before the end of the year, it's like, here, we're going to throw you three years, $45 million, that type of stuff, right? My thing is you don't have a third baseman that can come up and replace him right away. No. The third base market as a whole, really, really bad. There's, to find a good third baseman in baseball right now, it's a chore, yes. right? So while people and, – and this is the thing, and, the, and this is the perception <clears throat> of Pablo. There's what Pablo could be. There's what Pablo is. And there's what Pablo could be at his worst, right? And so people – and this is just – in general, this is all baseball players with all baseball fans, is they see the potential. And this is the thing with Brandon Belt. People want to see Brandon Belt hit 30 homers because he's a first baseman. You know, They want Pablo Sandoval because he's shown it before. They want him to hit 30 homers. They want him to hit 300, right? So that's, that is like the peak of his powers. That, I, that's the peak. I mean, it's you, looking like a really good team, 30 home runs. Right? But that's why everybody's going to hit yeah, Brandon home runs. Brandon Crawford's do 45 home runs. Well, well no, but that's Buster what I'm Posey? saying. I mean, I'm like, so, so you're going to get the best catcher in baseball in his prime. Pablo Sandoval is in his prime. Brandon Pug, Belt is Pug and, Rodriguez? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Shout-outs to Pudge. We miss Just you. Just kidding. Um, you're going to get a first baseman who's very good and is entering his prime. Hunter Pence is in the tail end of his prime. Angel Pagan looks like he's exiting his prime. Same thing with Michael Morse. But you have a good amount of play, play, people on your team right now that are playing either, if not their best baseball, close to the best baseball they've played. And there's a couple players who might not have even had their best baseball yet, and it's to come, and it could be this year. And the, everybody wants the potential. Everybody wants you know the contract, you know the big, huge years from Sandoval and the big, huge years from Belt. But what the Giants need to as an organization is they need to sit there and say, okay, if that's what he can give you, like on the 100th percentile, if he gives you a 95th percentile type of year, you need to realize that that's not going to happen as often. You maybe get one more year out of that. And so if you what, go to. What's your ceiling? We'll just cut to the point. Ceiling? What's your ceiling For, with like. Best case scenario, borderline MVP numbers out of Panda. Panda For Panda? What, what's your ceiling that you give him? 320, 30 homers. Oh, I thought you were talking million. No, no, like, no, 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 no. For his year. <laughs> for his year. million. No, three, no, no, no. Ceiling, I'm talking about as what you would pay him. Three years, $45 million. You he'll can't. Get, he'll, get you, more, he'll get offered more than that, though. But see, and that's the thing. So you can lock him up now. You can guarantee him the money. And if you do it early in the season, if he gets off to a great start, you have to pay him then. Yeah. You I don't think you can wait to the end of the Because year. the longer you wait to pay him, the more money, the more money he's worth. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they learned that with Pence last year. They And it was great, though, is that Pence still got underpaid. Yeah. He that's the 30. That's, he got $40 million less 40 million. than Shinsu Chu. And he got still 50, getting paid like he, nineteen million dollars. And, and he got and he got fifty million, fifty five million less than Jacoby Ellsbury. So I mean, that's that you're you're underpaying for Pence, which is good. You got to think that way with Pablo. And I think what you need to do is you need to think fifteen million a year average annual value. You need to go three for forty five, four for sixty, maybe tack on an option year to make it five for eighty. That type of stuff. You I know? don't think. I don't think there's any there's an, when I see Panda I don't see potential. I think we've seen what he has and yeah. what he has is great. 
So then, just like Pence, you have to think, is he going to be yeah. worth that amount of money? I think we've seen the best that Panda has to offer. I, think, I really do. I think this will be his best year ever. I, mean, I think it will be. I don't think it'll be that much better than any than any of his other. Well, two thousand was it? Two thousand ten was was an incredible year for him. Yeah, you know, and then he went and hit the three homers against Verlander. No, actually, two thousand ten was kind of a subpar year. It was two thousand nine. Two thousand nine was an incredible year for him. Yeah, well, uh, he's been injured, right? Or, you know, overweight, or for the past but, like you know, but it years, seems like, like. It, and the reason why I say that is because of the contract, obviously, because he knows he needs to get freaking paid. And that's why his brother, like I said, I know it's a, it's a, it's, it's just like Brandon Belt's grip, right? No, but it's, it's his brother coming in, becoming his personal chef, now becoming one of his agents, and like getting in his ear and telling him, look, if you want to make money, you need to, and and he's taken that responsibility. He's actually learned from it, and he's doing well for himself. I just think that knowing it's a contract year, knowing that he's got a superb amount of talent, that if he puts it all together. The Giants could just like they did with Hunter Pence, pay him a boatload of money, but it's going to be underpaying him. I think you that's have, huge. My whole thing is I don't care about his brother. I don't care about his weight loss because at this point I don't care because he's fluctuated mental. You sure. have to just look past all that. All right, that's all good, and it makes people be oh look at him. He's got his act. We like to see people that have their act together. Well, that's an act. Yeah, that's true. And I'm just saying, like, just look through that. And just get to the meat and potatoes. Right. What do you think that that guy is is worth? Like, right. I think he's been in the organization long enough, and he's 20. He's, he's, yeah, 28. he's 28. You know what you're getting out of Paul right. Sandoval at this point. I think you want to talk about potential. I think you can definitely keep talking about that with Brandon Belt. Yeah, because he's, well, he's still entering developing. his prime. Yeah, he's entering he's his still prime. developing. I don't think Panda. I think Panda's in his prime. Yeah, you just got the 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 free swinging, good power from both sides of the plate. Has a, I think an underrated glove, but not like an elite glove at third base. But people would love to have him. Well, at see, third that's base. the thing. People talk about the fluctuating Panda. You find the middle point in all his fluctuations. Exactly. He's an above average third yeah, baseman. Exactly. In Major League Baseball, that's a hot commodity right now. Yeah. Anything you can get out of the corner outfield or the corner infield positions in baseball is a godsend. I think because power more, numbers across the board are down. I think there's more available in the outfield than there is. Well, in third sure. Base. Third base is, but third base is one of the toughest pl- places to fill a hole yeah. in baseball right now. And I think that he is someone that if you're the Giants. You need to you need to make sure that he's part of your future because if you don't and you fill him up with like you decide to go with Joaquin Arias as your everyday third baseman, Ugh. I mean like that like that is a possibility Ugh. if you let him walk Ugh. or you're going to bring up an un, like a prospect who doesn't have it all together. Ugh. I think that the Giants went through enough years of toying and tinkering and prospecting that just having the peace of mind that you know who you're. Right. Almost everyday position players are. Yeah, to me is worth every dollar mm-hmm. that you would pay for it. Because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want them to go and lose Panda Sandoval to like somebody that'll overpay him. Say the Rangers or the Yankees. Well, yeah, and, and then and the Rangers are a team who would because Adrian Beltre. This is the final year of his contract. Yeah. Well, so will the Yankees. They but, need a third. Baseman. Yeah, the Yankees need a third baseman too, and so those teams will pony up the dough for it, but. And then that's why the Giants need to act quickly. They need to like buy if they don't sign him to an extension by the end of May, 
The only reason why he would still not have an extension by the end of May is because they play them out of, con- of a contention that early, and then he becomes a trade chip. Yeah. And then you're playing for the future there. Which would... But you need... I wouldn't be... Averse. Super... Yeah. T- when we talked about it, I wouldn't be super ticked off if they deal them. If they do, they need to get a guy who can step in right away and play third base. They need a guy who's in the upper echelon of their minor league system, whoever they trade him to, who can step what, in and play I know third base. 150th rank... Street Fighter player. I can step in. step in. First. First left-handed third baseman in history. Southpaw like... South third baseman. <laughs> no, Crawford, I got this. I'm a lefty. Is that guy a... Are what? you sure? How is he going to turn what? <laughs> so great. That's the so spin great. and throw every time to first. So, But that... that um, what would you like to talk about? That was That's just what I've been hearing. Yeah. Those are the big um, things. So I watched the worst. Ooh, last thing. Yeah. Um, tone of the Giants is a lot different this year going into Seems the season. Like it. Yeah, I can buy Bochy, that. Bochy, he hasn't turned into like the czar of the Giants' dugout, but they're a lot more no nonsense this year. Yeah, that's I think... what they were doing. I don't know who covers them and was reporting. Probably Baggerly. But it was on KMBR and saying that the mood's a lot different in spring training this year. Yeah, and I think it has to do with them not coming off a World Series win. Yeah. and Which, hey, that's cool. Which makes sense. But I think they also know now the reason why is because the Dodgers are now a contender. Yeah, they're legit. They're a legitimate contender. Um, yeah, I know West should be pretty Holy crap. Um, Diamondbacks should be good, despite what Kevin Towers does on a weekly basis to make that team more horrible. I'm signing Bronson Arroyo. To play in that ballpark. Bronson Royal is great. Yeah, but he. You can only get away with what he does in small ballparks for so long. He. That's going to be that's gonna be tough because. Well, it's he's, a good he's, thing he's, they also have road games, Tim. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They'll figure out a way to pitch him on the road all the time. Um, that's yeah, somebody I wouldn't have minded you know, the. Uh, you know, Giants the, the team, up. maybe not this year, but next year that people need to watch out for is the Rockies. Rockies have some great young arms coming up. They're going to trade Troy Tulowitzki and get some guys that can come up and Boo, be right away. The Rockies I, good? What? Stupid. I'm telling you. Shut up. I'm telling you. Shut up. You're stupid. They got, they got two of the best <laughs> pitching prospects in baseball you're waiting stupid, to come up. You're stupid, Tim. Get out of here. Eddie Butler, what up? <laughs> the um, only way they're going to be good again is if they get rid of the humidifier. Yeah. All I'm t- you know what, though? What? We're all Giants fans here, you're- but, the, but the A's. A's could win 95 games this you year. You want to talk about somebody who doesn't have a hole at third base? Oh, Josh Donaldson. So sexy. Rich Harden, what up? Shout-outs to Rich Harden. Thank you for that deal. That was like – Josh Donaldson was a catcher at the time. Yeah. And they just moved him to third base. It's they, like, oh, cool. All-star third baseman. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> so they win the trade. Yeah. Rich Harden goes and like they shatters his elbow. They win all the trades. They win all the trades. <laughs> That team is going to be so fun to watch this year. You know what was awesome? I can't wait. Was that? I just want to go watch Cespedes just like hit. Oh, God, dude. He's going to be so fun to watch this Can year. Can we go to A's games? Yeah, we'll go to A's games. We're going to A's games. Before they move. Where are they going to move to? I don't know. They'll move to like Europe. Santa Rosa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Santa Rosa. That'd be so the Santa Rosa A's. So baller. Or Rona Park. We got a casino there yeah, in Rona dude. Park. That'd be sick. Where's the, where's the Crusher Stadium at? It was uh, it's that was in Ronan Park, wasn't it's it? It's right there by the paintball thing. Just, just play, there, play there, play there. Five thousand fans. Costco's there now. Costco's. That's there. What hey, they I bet, hey, anyway. I bet five thousand. Yeah, exactly. Right. They'd have a full stadium this oh, time. God. That team, seriously though, 
That team is going to be so good to watch this so year. Good. So good. They're I won't get one the... through one through nine. They're stacked. They got great starting they pitching. Up, they brought back Coco Chris. Yeah, they resigned. That was him. a great deal because yeah. he's still underpaid. That guy, when they signed him, I was. I did not like Coco Chris. Well, yeah, that's right. I yeah, he sucked. He I sucked for the Indians before they came. Before they traded I thought them. he was kind of overrated. He was. He kind of reminded me of Juan Pierre esque, in that they're like, oh, he's speedy. You know, he can slap out base hits. You know, he's a good. And I was like, I just didn't like his game, but he hit another level. In yeah, Oakland. just like a com- being like a complete. One of the best leadoff men in all of baseball. Well, he didn't get on base at a high rate. He only got on base at about three thirty, which you you want your on base guy at the top of the lineup shut to be up, like three. I'm just saying. You but you know what up. happened? But this is what happened when he got on base. He, he stole, stole bases. He stole thirty <laughs> he stole, out of thir- he yeah. stole thirty out of thirty two. He like stole he, a lot of bases. There's this great article that Jonah Carey of Grantland did about I want to say three or four months ago, where he sat down with Coco Crisp and he went through video frame by frame of some of the b- bases he stole this year, and he got into his head about like why he was able to steal on these guys, and it was it was incredible. Like well, Tim, the, I'm sitting down with you here. Yes, and. I'm going to break something down for you. Break it down. If if you ever say anything bad about Coco Crisp, there's a way down there. I still have the picture. Shut up. Get out of here. You shut up. 22 Tim. bombs. 22 bombs. Dude. Guy who, for a guy, here's, here's a great stat. For, Isn't that nuts? For a guy who hits more than 20 homers, the total combined distance of his home runs was the least in all of I baseball. The, it was the best. squeaker. It was so great. But just the fact that he hit 20. I just remember I would get the updates on my phone. I was like, oh, Coco Co- Co- Chris, Chris hit a home run. Lead off homer. Oh, he hit another home It was yeah. like every other game. I was like, so. wow, is he hitting all these home runs? The, then, and then the non-Bay Area thing is how much are the Angels going to pay Mike Trout? Oh, we talked about that before. And and the number that all of the money, all of the monies <laughs> of all the monies, he's going to get all of it. But the number that's being thrown out right now is ten years, three hundred million dollars. That's retarded. Ten years. Excuse me, I you can't say that. Yeah, no, fine. you can say that because it wasn't referencing yeah. a human being. Yeah, but that is <laughs> right. Yeah, because that fine. is not stupid. that yeah. is not politically correct yeah. when you no. But say, ten ten years. That is three hundred million dollars. Anybody's ever gotten it would paid? be it yeah, would be the most retarded. Yeah, two seventy five is what a rod got. Yeah, and you so they would want to make they would want to make the a rod contract obsolete for reals, especially um, now because yeah yeah. Pujols bounces back this year. I think he does too. I think he's too good to not have a couple more years in him. He's going to bounce back. I think he had Ham- his one bad year. Hamilton has to bounce back because I don't think he can have a year as bad as he did last year. Last year yeah. he was pretty bad, but I th- I think Pujols is too good not to have a couple more years in him. That was his first year down there, right? Second. Oh, his first year. First year he had a bad start, but then he hit like Pujols through mid-May on. Yeah. He was ridiculous. Um, but his second year he had horrible injuries that caught up to him. But I think Mandy Ramirez was able to do this once he became more of a D. He played more was more DH than than outfield at some points when they still had David Ortiz at first and they moved in that Euclid at the question. At third. Why is it that Man Ram could flounder around in left field and not go for balls and just be a total yes jack yes ass yeah that's fine I can say you're that. fine you're good. 
but like people love them. They're like, oh, it's the whole Manny being Manny. Yeah. It's so cute. Da, da, da. That's right. That's right. That's right. But when Barry Lamar Bonds. Exactly. Because Barry Lamar Bonds didn't like the media because the media would jump on anything he said. And that is a transition into that um, website that was posted. Cespedes Family Barbecue. If you're not reading Cespedes Family Barbecue. Did you see, did you see what I did there? How we went from. Yeah. That's what they call oh, a down. segue in the business. Good work, Pete. There we go. So, yeah, they posted like the best 25 facts about Barry Bonds. Some just, of them were just most, the best. No, no, one, not the facts. The it was, facts. It was the the home, the runs. home runs. So MLB.com has released Barry Bonds, like all of his important homers. So all the splash yes. hits, and then like his milestone homers, and then his homers in the playoffs that were a big deal. Yeah. Um, when he got thrown to at all. When he got the thrown. And and they're so great. The captions are incredible. I can't even like begin to tell you. Essentially, he took screenshots, and then. Oh, I was gonna say you wanted. I was gonna look it up. But. I all all he did was he he just went into like paint and just like typed in words <laughs> over them in like different colors, and it was like what people were thinking or saying as like the pitcher reaction, <laughs> what Barry was thinking, and it is just so crudely done that it's hilarious. You'll see it. Tim will find it, but it's just awesome. Cespedes Family Barbecue. He, I first found out about uh, Cespedes <laughs> Family Barbecue. It's an amazing website, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, so there was this picture. Hold on here. Uh, it's right there, top one. I think that's it. Um, and then you can just let Harrison scroll through them. Yeah. But, um, so there was this picture of Joanna Cespedes having a family barbecue that got out on the interwebs. And it became somewhat of a meme, not a huge meme. But this guy... Mm. Like decided to run with it and make an A's blog called Cespedes Family Barbecue, and I found out about this guy, um, uh, on uh, on Twitter, and then so if you scroll down, the Bonds one is should be going down. It was just posted, so he'll find it. It'll be it'll be down there at the bottom. Um, but yeah, so. It's great. It's a WordPress blog. It's uh, well, it's cespedesfamilybarbecue dot com is the website. I don't see it. I th- go up into the. Uh, it was from this month, so if you go into February of two thousand fourteen, scroll down, scroll down, and then two thousand fourteen archives. It should be on there. But uh, yeah, he so <laughs> he came out with this great article that Pete was just talking about, and you guys should go look at it. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to talk to. The internet just broke. No, it's <laughs> because of all the pictures. Cespedes you broke our internet. Cespedes family barbecue. Too many pictures. Take it off. <laughs> Too many damn pictures. Anyway, um, it says, well, that what was I wanted to talk to. Two things I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, first off, the Olympics. Mm. I'm not feeling it. I liked it. I, I mean, know. I've been watching because it's the only thing sports related I've been able to get on TV. Right, sure. Um, oh yeah, that's did right. you see the Brody Miller interview? But yeah, that was that. That was. What did you think of that? Uh, I didn't like how they like question. Like they immediately assumed that he was done. Like they talked about how old he was. And, no, not that. Oh, the one after his race tonight. Yeah, it was after everybody was done. Oh, that's a different one. I was talking about the one he he got the silver 
in uh and was it giant giant solemn or super g or whatever it was i can't remember which one whatever it was you got bronze bronze but they but there was something about uh oh yeah this is it pictures react to barry bonds it's pretty incredible um but uh but yeah i just you didn't see the thing about like him and his brother no like they had this whole thing it was afterwards this this guy who at the last Winter Olympics, got a bronze medal. Uh-huh. Hadn't won anything before. Right. Snuck in this year again. And he's kind of notorious for being just fast, but hasn't been a top. He hasn't gotten top 10 in any race in the past four years and then got a silver right. on this. Just like had the run of his life. And uh-huh. the only reason why he didn't get gold is because he had a little hiccup at the very end. Yeah. So... Pretty much, you know, my is like the end of Brody Miller's career, Bodie, poss- yeah. or B- Bodie, Brody makes sense. Um, and like his brother, I guess, had passed away. Yeah, had a stroke or a seizure or something and died, and so he was kind of like dedicating this to his brother, and that got brought up to him in his final interview. And I know, aren't those amazing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, the best one is when there's the Japanese guy. It's just a yeah. Japanese. Yeah. That's a, Korean. That's, uh, that's Korean. Young right? Young Kim, dude. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Who Barry Bonds tormented? Oh yeah. It's he in Korean. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Korean. that. Uh, he was on the Diamondbacks for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was. But the whole thing was they brought up the brother to him and like, oh, like, were you dedicating this? And he had a moment. It yeah. Kind of like started to break down. But then this lady, I think, was kind of like, oh, cool. I finally got Bodie to cry. Yeah. I got emotion out of him and just started kind of peppering him with questions about his brother and just kept it going. You should look at it and check it out. It's almost kind of weird. I remember it was like, okay, like they brought up the brother thing and it's kind of emotional for him. You can kind of see that. You thought they would kind of just move on from that. But the lady just kept like. Yeah. Going and going and going, almost like she was like, "Yeah, but like, I want let's get him to cry." And he did. He like broke down and like cried. And it was like, "Is that what you were really hoping to, yeah. to get?" It was almost weird. It was like she was exploiting. Yeah, exploiting the moment. The moment doubt. and the whole thing with the brother. And I think it's okay to bring it up and talk about it. Like, hey, this was, you know, because it was a semi-recent thing. Like, were you doing this for your brother type of deal? But you should you should really check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube yeah. or it's on some website. It'll be on Deadspin, I'm pretty sure. But it, Deadspin it's it kind of... You can it, it it hits a moment where it goes too far. But I was wondering if you had seen it. I heard about it. It, was, I was, it happened. It was tonight. It happened tonight and... Uh, our folks were watching the downhill or Super G or whatever it was, and I was upstairs doing some homework, and I totally I missed it, but I heard about it, so I'll have to check it out. Pretty incredible. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I just think the best part, is, it just has arrows. It's like, it's pointing exactly. to Barry Bonds. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, if it's nobody significant, it just points to the arrows to the other guy. It says, not Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or laugh out loud, Ted Lilly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's it's pr- totally Barry Bonds, totally the moonwalk, <laughs> the moonwalk one, yeah, the moonwalk, moonwalk one, the moonwalk, <laughs> and then Air's pointing to the baseball. It's like disastrous pitch. <laughs> then the catcher, seriously, what the hell? <laughs> God, forget steroids. You know what though? You yeah, Barry Bonds was incredible. You, how can you not? appreciate i got i got to see him br- 
past Harmon Killebrew. Yeah. We were there for so many Barry Bonds home yeah. runs. I got, we watched him on the final home game of the season, hit a homer against the Dodgers. I don't know if I was there or not. I might have been. I don't mm. know what, what year that, that was. Dodgers had won the pennant, and then they freaking beat the Giants on the last day of the season. You know what? I was thinking about the other day, and I should probably write this stuff down because I it, I think about stuff that we could talk about. Notes notes on your phone, exactly. dude. It's totally helpful. Things we could talk about. Um, it helps me sometimes. In the show. For sure. But... Um, and this is just a, a a thought in that with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, people, you know, are kind of going after him with torches and pitchforks and yada, yada, yada. Like, oh, you lied to us. You are deceiving us. But really, were they not the most amazing <clears throat> amb- ambassadors to the game mm-hmm. and that they were open with the media, hammed it up, were just making all these public appearances and were really good for baseball. Yeah, they and, were. They saved the game to an extent. And and I know we talk about that just in building interest, but the fact that it wasn't like Barry Bonds doing it who or, you know, somebody who was kind of well, had the, the mentality that I am above all of this, you very much had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire embracing a moment. And they were, you know, they would rib each other and have fun with each other. And they were doing the whole thing where Sammy Sosa, when he got the success and was getting a bunch of money, had built the thing in Cuba in his hometown for, like, people to go play baseball, like, doing all this awesome humanitarian stuff, the two of them. And everybody's like, these guys are so great. They're so nice. They're so amazing. They're great with kids. They're great with the media. They're great with everything you can think of. They made TV appearances. And then what? Because of the fact that they were taking some substance, like that all goes away. Yeah. Like they, they, they're still that person. Well, yeah, it's 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 the sanctimony we bring up all the time, man. It's it's the. It's the it's the fabric of the game. They yeah, ruin, you know, I just stuff. thought about that, and everybody loves Sammy Sosa, and everybody loves even Mark when he McGuire. turned into zombie Sammy Sosa, <laughs> right? Chalk white Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, um, but I, it was just a passing thought that I had. Yeah. I think I was like, I mean, I got breakfast. caught up on it. You know, I was a huge McGuire fan, absolutely yeah, huge. I wore twenty five when I played baseball yeah. because of McGuire, and um. And he was. He was my favorite player for a long, long time. The kid that I not look at that and be You sure not Jay Buhner? You're not, no, not, not Jay Buhner. Okay. That was, makes sense. So I, don't, I can't think of a time where Cecil Fielder was ever ripped, but that's okay. Maybe it wasn't Cecil Fielder. Well, Frank Thomas? No, he was on Detroit. Um, I don't know. It has to be Cecil Fielder. I, I guess it has to be Cecil but Fielder. But he was, I mean, he was fat, but he just had yeah, huge, Fielder. ginormous arms. God. It's the cease. Jeez. Um, the other, and then I also want to talk about, let's see, there was two other things I want to talk about. Um, NBA All-Star Weekend. Oh, yeah, that sucked. That is just like I didn't whatever. watch it, obviously. but I was I was watching yesterday. Dunk contest is totally gone. The the reason why the dunk contest was great is because the greatest players participated. And now that you don't have any, you don't have the top players. You don't have Kevin Durant in the three point contest. Uh, you eh. don't have you don't have LeBron James in the dunk contest. If you don't have those top guys, LeBron wouldn't win the dunk contest. Le- LeBron would win the dunk contest going away, dude. Are you kidding me? He would. If you win- had the best dunkers in the league going at it. He would not win the dunk contest. He would win it because he's LeBron, and exactly. Because, and so, and and that's the thing, though. People that want the best players. Well, so there there were a bunch of great dunkers in the in the dunk contest. Your Paul George, Terrence Ross, 
Harrison Barnes, these guys are great dunkers. Terrence Ross has the dunk of the year over Kenneth Fareed right now. Paul George has the greatest single They're individual game dunk. dunkers. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you Don't get game dunkers. You get dudes like... Get the guys off the bench that do nothing but just hang out at practice and just, just practice insane how about, dunks. How about we get a hologram of 2000 Vince Carter and we just watch him do... We may have talked about this before on the show, like, early, early on. Yeah. And my whole idea is you can't make the dunk contest a yearly thing. Yeah. You need to give people a break. Make it yeah. every other year or, like, every three years. Yeah. Because you keep setting the bar. There's only... So much you can do. So much you can do. Because people are going to be like, oh, we've seen it all. John Wall jumping over Kevin Hart in the in the Wizards. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Like Basically, two, two of them. double time, like, double time. Yeah, it it just gets to a point. So where, much protein. Like who, <laughs> like who cares? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So take it away for a while. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. Right. That's how you get the great dunkers to get into it. Right. There was that little hiatus, and then in 2000, they were in Oakland, and then it was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> Vince Carter, Stevie Francis, uh, uh, Tracy McGrady. It just went on and on, and on. it was like, wow. I still – Look I'm at these six guys. They're all insanely I'm good dunkers. I'm still so pissed we didn't go to that. I, it was – I mean, I would – you know. Um, and For, I think it should – you should have the dunk contest at places that would appreciate – Rucker. Every year at Rucker. <laughs> Every year at Rucker. No, like Oakland was – that was the perfect storm. You went to the place that has quite possibly like the best fan base, except for you who want to fire Mark Jackson because they didn't go and don't, double team don't LeBron get, James. Don't get me into that right now. Don't get don't, me into that. Don't get me into that right now. Don't get me don't into get that. Me into that right I now. just wrote a whole like dissertation on why that was the, the right call did. that he made. I don't care, but go ahead. <laughs> you would care after I was done with it. Dude, here's the thing. I broke if, that down. The reason why I didn't bring that up, first off, LeBron is, is not of this earth. That he's dude is not. Thor. Okay, he's not. He's not of this earth. Um, but um, and I, just, I understand why Jackson did it because he's got AI and AI is one of the best wing defenders in basketball, and he thought that he could take him. But it's like that's LeBron. He let LeBron get his own shot, and it's just like. Mm. But but I, I I understand what you're talking about. Mark Jackson, I think made at that point the best decision he could. But it's just like, no, it was the best decision. Period. Mm. But the two things I wanted to bring up. Um, I saw the worst movie of all time this week. Okay. Blame Ramin. Killing Season. Yes. John Travolta. And Bobby De Niro. Bobby De Niro. Big with, fan of the show. With the, with, the epic, with the epic quote that I posted this week. I saw that. That was so bad. Yeah. The movie's so horrible. So, so bad. It's like it might be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And the second thing, I don't know if you know or you remember, yesterday, Saturday, December 5th, or February 15th, is the 10-year anniversary of Eddie Guerrero beating Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. I have a question for you. Yes. Who would you have double-teamed off of? Uh, in that situation, Shane Battier. Shane Battier was still on the floor with a double-teamed off of him. He was he, on the farther side of the floor. You, would, you could rotate around. I would have left him because LeBron would have had to make a huge pass across the floor. I would have left Shane Battier, and I would have, I would have brought him his man across. Do you think you can look back at the Elo shot? Right, three dudes going chasing Jordan around the floor. Sure, still gets a ball. Right, still shoots over two dudes. Sure, including Elo. Sure, you don't think there's a possibility that LeBron's like ha, another guy, whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, no time asked for Miami. 
had to bring it up full court. You had the free throw to determine how you wanted to defend defend him coming up the floor. I would have done everything I could to make LeBron not take the last shot. And even if it's like a Ray Allen three, or if it's a Shane Battier three, or if it's a Mario Chalmers corner three, or what have you, or Chris Bosh corner three, I would rather have one of those guys beat me than LeBron. And I Why? Because they're not going to do as well <clears throat> with the ball in his hands about making their own shot than LeBron could. And that's, there would be a spot up three pointer. Well, that's why I said With Shane Battier is almost a career forty percent three point yeah, shooter. Yeah, but Ray this year he's almost forty. But this year Shane Battier is not the Shane Battier of old. Like this is the year where Shane Battier is. Dude's an almost forty percent career yeah. three point. Last year he shot like thirty eight percent. But he's down this year. He's like down in the, the low thirties this year, and he's not the same guy. I mean, I I don't think I'm not saying he wouldn't have made it, but you know LeBron shooting like thirty five percent from three this year. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, but a lot better than the league average. <laughs> but still. Yeah. But you had a guy who quasi figured out how to shoot the three for the first time in his career last year. He hit 40%. All right. Before that, he was hitting like 33. 32. Yeah. 32. He's pretty bad. Not very good. Yeah. So you had one year. One year. He'll never do. I don't think he'll ever hit 40%. Well, that was because again. he made that his, his mark. Like he wanted exactly. to get that. Exactly. So he much. worked really, really, yeah. really, and really this, hard and on this. And this year, this year, he's worked harder on trying to get to the hole as, as easy as he possibly can. I mean, it was just you looked around the floor to his left, Mario Chalmers. Almost yeah. a career 40%. Ray Allen was there on the left side, too. Ray Allen was on the there. right side, opposite corner. Oh, Battier was there. So Battier was right next to Ray to Allen. Allen. And then Bosch was at the top. Bosch was at the top. And then they had the Chalmers top. in the left corner. Yeah. I think, in that, like I said, in that position. You know what, though? Hmm. The other reason why I think it's the right decision, everybody was covered. Nobody was open. Right. You're up by two. And so many people were saying, "Ah, eh, give up the two, go to overtime." Why would you want to give up the two? I just, Why would you want to go to overtime against the Miami Heat when you have a chance my, to beat them? My thing is, what happens? You're in that same position in overtime. Do you just say, hey, "Let's try and get them in the second no, overtime"? No, no. My, but my argument has been for that play, and it was as soon as it happened. Is I would much rather have the best player in the world not get a shot that he chooses to take. And he chose to take that shot. He thought about it when he was dribbling across half But it court. wasn't a good shot. It wasn't a good shot, but it's the shot he chose to take. It was an off-balance. I would rather take an off-balance, right. step back, hand in his face. Sure. It was a highly contested shot sure. where he's leaning away from the basket and shooting from behind his head, and he's not a good three-point shooter. He's a 34 35% three-point shooter on the year. I would take that any day over, oh, God, Ray Allen spot up three-pointer in the corner, Mario Chalmers spot up three-point shooter, three-point shot in the corner Shane Battier spot up three point on the uh, other part of the key I would rather take that because it was a horrible shot horrible but, horrible but shot the assum- but the assumption is that he hasn't worked on that shot the assumption is that he doesn't work on that shot that he hasn't if, worked on a step back three how about at this? all and Mario, has... Chalmers, Mario Chalmers shoots 100 uh, spot up three point shots from the corner Sure. Ray Allen shoots 100 spot up three point shots from the corner right uh, all these uncontested. Sure. Shane Battier shoots a hundred uncontested. Right, and then you make LeBron shoot that shot a hundred times. Yeah, who do you think would make it? If you want to talk like percentages, do you think Ray Allen would make them all? I mean, do who do I mean? I you would just assume taking that bad right. of a shot more times than 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 not he would miss that. 
I just I just would not want to have the ball in LeBron James' hands. That's my that's my argument about it. I he and and the the argument is he took the shot he wanted and he had the ball in his hands. And I think that if you make someone else try and beat you, I think that's such, I think I think that's horrible logic. I think it's stupid and I think it's like that's like armchair coaching. That and it's such a it's such a cop out. You just say, "Well, oh, don't let don't let him beat you." It's like, okay, how about this? When you're when you're going up against like uh, Madison Bumgarner, it's like, oh, don't let him beat you with the fastball. You know the fastball's coming. He's going to come throw it in like the mid high nineties. You still got to beat it. You can't let him beat. I mean, it's just the logic is. I just hate that logic. There's so much more that goes into it than oh, just don't let that guy beat you. It's just I I never like that. Like I just I just never I, I just, just I just I don't know. My whole thing was like like AI they let like AI do this at the end of games, they let Jordan do it at the end of games, they let Kobe do it at the end of games. It's like why are you letting the best players in the world go one-on-one with people at the end of games when they're the guy most likely on the floor to beat you? That's my whole thing, and I, I've never understood that. Because LeBron's not a good three-point shooter. That's fine, but you don't think he's going to take a three until he took the three. He had 10 seconds left. Everyone was playing on the perimeter. He could have tried to take AI to the hole. He could have done a lot of different things, but the whole thing is he decided to take that shot instead. And, yeah, it's not the best shot in the world, but like I said, he decided with 10 seconds in the, in the to go in the game and his team down two on the road about to go on the all-star break, he's like, I have a chance to win. I'd rather take the chance to win. And you know what? It wasn't the best shot in the world, but he still made the decision. You still allowed him to make the decision he wanted to make. And my whole thing is, my logic is, my logic is, (laughs) just like any other great pitcher or great hitter or great quarterback or great defense is you do everything you can to get them out of their comfort zone so then they have to do something they don't want to do. What does he not want to do? You don't want him to create the shot he wants. He created the shot he wanted against AI. You would want him to see something coming and make the decision right away, like, oh, I have to get it to Chris Bosh, or I have to drive to this point and kick it out to Shane Battier, or I have to do any of that. Don't let him... Stand there with the ball one on one with someone and have him get the opportunity to take any shot he wants. I don't want that. I never want that. Why would you want, with your example of Madison Bumgarner and you're a hitter at the plate, why would you want to go up there and give him the idea that he could throw any pitch you want that he wants to throw at you? Why would you want to give him that opportunity at all? Well, he can throw any pitch you want to. Sure, but you are a guy who knows where you can hit the ball. He knows where you can hit the ball. So good hitters go up there, and they know this is how he's going to pitch me. This is how I have to beat him. That's how that's how Pablo Sandoval beat Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander threw two straight fastballs by him, and then he just tried to throw the high heat by by Pablo Sandoval in that home in the first home run that Pablo hit was up by his freaking eyeballs. Because Pablo knew it was coming. It's like those things happen in sports. Peyton Manning is the had the greatest single quarterbacking season in the history of football this year, and the Seattle Seahawks took every possible offensive weapon he had away from him. I think I don't. I would not have done it any different. That's fine. That's fine. 
I think they did it perfectly. Everybody was covered. They weren't going to get a cheap three-pointer. Wide open look. Nobody was going to get it. LeBron was covered. He was covered when he took the shot. Yeah. I think any coach would have looked at that and be like, all right, dude just hit a good shot. I just think that people need to be able to just say that guy just hit a – he made a shot. He didn't hit a good shot. He hit a bad shot. Sure. He made a bad shot. But he's the one player in the world that can make that bad shot. That's true. But you know what? He's surrounded by a bunch of guys that can hit wide open threes. Sure. And they're made to do that. Sure. So I would rather take a bad shot from LeBron James than a wide open – I just think what what's everybody's thought process when Ray Allen gets a wide open look in the corner – for a three pointer and makes but, it, but but that's what everybody's like. That's why I'm saying eh, that. That's it's why. All right. I'm, that's why I'm saying though that if you have the five guys on the floor and it's Battier, Allen, Chalmers, Bosch, and James, out of those five people, who is it that you want to beat you? And I say none of them because I don't no, want to no, be no, beat. No, no, you have to let one guy. One guy's going to have the ball. Do you want the best player in the world, or you want a guy who's been his last NBA season trying to beat you? Uh, Even if it's a wide open three, I would, I would want Battier. I would want Battier trying to hit that shot. I would much rather have it than the than the best player in the world in his prime. You know who else is the smartest basketball player in the world? LeBron James, Shane Battier, Mister Statistics. Sure, when he's on the sure, floor, he is. sure. But I but if you ask if you if you ask Shane Battier. If you were Mark Jackson, what would he have done on that play? And you looked at the floor. I guarantee you that it would have been Shane Batty who would have left open if they had a double team. Shane Batty would have gotten the ball to Ray Allen. Because mm. Steph Curry was playing help side defense in the middle of the key. Sure, but I don't think you'd leave. I don't think of anybody on what the do floor. You think Le- what, would have LeBron, what do you think LeBron would have done? You come at him with a double team. You rotate whoever's on Bosch over to help AI. Shane Battier's guy comes over to help on Bosch. LeBron has to go towards the top of the key you know where, find Battier. You know where Chris Bosch was? Top of the top key. Of the key. Right. So, so, easy angle, that's a really hard rotation. Chris Bosch will get the ball. He's obviously not going to shoot the three. But, the, but that's the thing. So, Bosch wouldn't get the ball because you're having Battier's guy come over to help. So, the guy on Bosch, because he's the closest to AI, would come over... This is all assuming that they just stand there and don't move. Sure. But but that's the thing. It's like, so Bosch, if his guy leaves him because the guy on Battier was sagging off of him, he still had an angle to help if Bosch cut. So you would have no, Battier he would have, open. he would have gotten beat. And then you're mm-hmm. either risking Chris Bosch, who is a perennial. He's an all-star. Yeah. He's an all-star. He's, he's a role good. player on this team. He's an all-star. He can shoot. Uh-huh. He can dribble. Yeah. He can also pass. He's also a dinosaur. He's also a dinosaur. He's also a predator. He won the shooting won the shooting skills competition. That was my favorite part. Two half court shots. He made both of them. Guy's amazing. He's incredible. You just he he would have gotten the ball. Draymond Green leaves him. Chris Bosch would have gotten the ball. And you know who he would have been going up against in the paint? Not Steph because Steph, Steph was on. Steph Curry. No, because Allen was Steph. No, on Steph Allen. Curry is playing help side defense. Yeah, but so was the guy who's on on Battier. Battier's on the uh, Battier. Whoever's guarding Battier on the weak side. Look at the film. 
I, I well, so you have Steph Curry is in the corner, far corner. No, he's not. He's in the middle of the key playing help side defense because his guy is opposite of LeBron James, so he has to go split the difference in the middle of the floor. So then, what the hell is Bosch's? So then, why on earth, if you're guarding Chris Bosch and you have help behind you, why are you just standing there? The reason why is because you don't want to put Steph Curry on an island against Chris Bosch. Because what will happen is, more likely than not, you're assuming he would just do the Ole defense but, but the and gap, they get a layup. But the gap is not so big that the guy coming off of Bosch to help on AI with AI couldn't get back to help Steph. Tim, you're also talking about the person with the ball would be the biggest, most athletic, yeah. one of the best passers. But, in but the he, game. Was, he was back towards half court when all this could have been happening. He only started making his way towards the three-point line with six seconds to go. And then he made his move, stepped back, took the shot, and then there was one-tenth of a second left. That's why I'm saying. I think you should look at the film. I looked at the film. No, no, really. Look back at it. Chris Bosh would have gotten the ball, gone into the lane. Steph Curry, being a small person that he is, probably would have olayed. We're going into overtime. Or tried to foul... Risk a three-point play. Yeah, but Curry's got help with whoever's guarding Battier. That's what I'm saying. No, the guy... Here's the other thing. Chris Bosh gets the ball. Right. He is also a good what? He can he can handle. He is also a good passer. Yes. So now, Chris Bosh is in the key with the guy who rotated off of Battier and Steph Curry. So now it's okay... Ray Allen wide open in the corner, or Shane Battier wide open. And like I said, so you let Battier beat you. No, why? You give the ball to Ray Allen. No, because as soon so here's the thing. If you're if you're and and, and this is the last point I make. Bosch's guy topped the key. The way you come and help because LeBron was where he was, is you get right in the middle of his passing lane. You make bond you make James pass around you, either lob it over or dribble towards you and and pass it around you. That then gives Curry and whoever's on Battier enough time to come to Bosch, and then if you're Curry and you see that Battier's man has gotten there, you can sag back on Allen and then make Bosch make the decision to take it to the hole himself or kick out to Battier. That's a much better statistical play than letting LeBron James take whatever shot he wants. Even if it's a bad shot, quote-unquote. That's a better statistical play. I want you to look at the video. All right. I want you to see where Harrison Barnes, who was guarding uh, Shane Battier, Mm -hmm. look where Steph Curry was. Thompson was with Chalmers in the corner. Yeah. He wasn't going anywhere. He doesn't matter in this play. But you got to look at it. Okay. Fine. And be honest. I will. I really want you to look at it. Yeah. I will. I'll look at it. And see see what you think. I will. Think I'll, about the rotations you talked about. I'll bust out the Telestrator, about. and I will. And I'll, and, I, and I'll show you how the rotations would have worked. I'll show you exactly what and I was talking about. And I will show about. you what I would think. We'll okay. draw them up. We'll draw them up. Side by side. I'll draw them up, and I will show you what and we'll, happens. And we'll live blog it. We could do it. No. Um, we, we're, we're running out of time here. In fact, Mark Jackson made the right call. And you thinking eight, eight and eleven in games decided by five points or less? He beat year. Miami and Miami twice. Sure. Eight and eleven in games and he decided lost to by him. five points and or he, less. This and, year. and they only lost to LeBron James because he made a really bad shot. Eight and eleven in games decided by five points or less. 
That's all I'm saying. Hey, he's not out there playing. I know. But 8 and, eight and 11. 8 and 11 in games decided by 5 points or less. So it's damn player's fault. So. Um, anything else? You don't think he's that good? I, I Who think the hell are they going to replace him with? There, there's I'm, All I'm saying is with the way that coaches are being asked to, to coach in the NBA nowadays, that he doesn't have... They're a top 10 defensive team in the NBA. But that's not him. That's his defensive coach. It doesn't matter. Sure. Him bringing these people together... He didn't bring these people. Mark Jackson didn't bring the coaching staff together. Well, what has that happened? Was- what what has happened then from the point three years ago to now? Drafting, trading, management. Mark Jackson was brought in because he's a player's coach, and that's fine. But at some point, for you to take a team to the next level, you need a guy like uh, like Scotty. Uh, what's his name for the Thunder? Or you need a guy like uh, who had the. Arguably the best player on the planet. Well, sure, but Scotty Scotty Brooks. You have um, what's his name? Uh, Vote Frank Vote for for Indiana. I mean, all these guys who because they work with management and they have a better understanding of their of their of their team chemistry and statistically they have a better idea about it. I mean, I, I understand that Mark Jackson has a lot of people around him to help, but he's the guy making the the decisions. And in crunch time. This year, eight and eleven, eight and eleven in games decided by five points or less. Especially when the playoffs come around, and you're going to have to go into tight situations more often than not. I mean, that's he's got. That's got to be something that he needs to improve on, or else they need to go and get someone else as a coach. They need to. I think they're fine. You can't be underachieving for too long in this league. They're not underachieving. They're twenty. They're twenty nine and twenty two. They overachieved last year. They went ahead of the curve last year. Sure, they but, should not have been where they were last but year. They were expected to be a fifty win team this year, and they're they're on pace because to be of a last year. Well, yeah, but you're supposed I'm, to get better. You get AI. You're supposed to be a fifty win team this year. Right now, you're on pace for forty five, and your pace you're on pace to be a seventh or eighth yeah, seed. Forty five. That's exactly where I have them at. Mm-hmm. Is forty five wins. They should be a fifty one team. Now, with, th- with that much talent on that team, they should be a 51 team. They're w- starting w- five in basketball, and they're and they're not going to be a 51 team. Mm, I don't know if they're the best starting. Yeah, one to five. Yeah, one to five. Every every guy on that on that starting five is one of the best players at their position in basketball. Offensively or defensively? Uh, put together, yes. Put together on the floor, they're uh, they're. Averaging one under like nine points per hundred possessions, and they're giving up about ninety eight. So they're they're a very good team. Even and that's mainly with AI. AI is the guy who who holds the glue together. I think it's Bogut. Bogut too. Bogut inside. When AI was gone, they were giving up a lot of points because they didn't have guys to, that could hold down the wings. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think about this stuff way too much. Stupid statistics. If you're a stat guy, go look at the look at the five guys on the floor and look at their statistics. Tell me who just looking at stats alone. I wish I could just bring out a thing and be like, look at these numbers, these numbers, no, these, numbers look, these numbers, these numbers, these like numbers. He shoots 36% from where he shot that shot. And he added difficulty to the shot because of it. I just want to just look at the stat. Look at these stats. Who out of these guys would you want to shoot? You'd be like, I want that one. I'm like, cool, that's LeBron James. That's the guy that took the shot. I'll say to Chris Bosh, who shoots like four threes a year. Uh, 
Anything else, guys? No. Harrison's sitting here bored. <laughs> I, I just listened pee. to Pete and Tim argue about the Warriors for 25 minutes. Um, show that sucks, Tuesdays. I got to Pete. I beat Shadow of the Colossus. Finally! You did it. And it was kind of like, I'm glad it's over, because it kind of was like... <laughs> Lame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was good, but... It was just bad. It was just bad. The controls were bad and everything, so... I, just, I was just glad to be done with it. Well, on that note... <laughs> that was random, sorry. That was totally random, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, show that sucks Tuesday, 10 p.m. Twitch.tv slash iPlayWinner. You did you did a blow up Sunday today? Yeah, I did. That kid. Yeah, a lot of blow ups. Sorta. Sorta. Yeah. What'd you run into? Uh, Sagats that were half decent. Okay. And were you co- were you using Cody? Yeah. Okay. I think next time I'll I'll try and like make it more fun because yeah. I know watching my Cody is like kind of boring. Blind but, pick? Just blind pick everything? Just random select everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. Uh. Dojo tomorrow, maybe. Dojo tomorrow, maybe. Dojo yeah. tomorrow. Dojo final, next week for sure. Final tune up for next week. Um, check out the poster. I don't know. Usually, I don't go the week before. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Outside of that, uh, we'll be back next Sunday. Um, I should have everything updated on the website left with tonight's show sometime this week, hopefully Tuesday, and then uh, podcasts and all that good stuff. So. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Pete needs his water bottle. We'll see you next week.